0: Fun. Good. Everyone can hear me. Good. Good. That's the first challenge. Um, So I'm Glenn. I've been coming here for around about six or so years with my wife and three kids now. Um, They're not here today because they've got colds and uh, they also decided we were driving back from Liverpool last night and they decided it was not a good idea to sleep in the car, which was a bit disappointing because now they are exhausted. I would have really liked to sleep in the car, but I was driving the car. So... um, (laughs) That wasn't an option for me. Um, anyway, that's enough about me. What's the challenge this morning is, is to get you all excited about serving. Who's excited about serving? Yeah, kind of muted response a little bit. <laughs> Few people are excited. Uh, so by the, end of, uh, by the end of this sort of 10 minutes or so, hopefully you are all really excited. Okay, let's see. Um, now, what I was really keen to do As I was preparing this talk is not just to make this a kind of guilt tripping exercise or we really need some rotors filled kind of a bit of a whinge. Uh, What I want to do is um, think about what the Bible tells us about serving uh, and get us as a church family to be excited about that. And obviously, we've got a natural focus on the Sunday morning rotors, but I think the biblical principles apply, obviously, to all of our weeks. Uh, we've heard from Hugh this morning about a great serving opportunity during his week. Uh, loads of stuff happens as part of the church throughout the week. It's not just about Sunday mornings, obviously. Um, and we all have our, our lives and our social lives and our work lives where there are loads of opportunities to serve the kingdom. Um, so why do we serve? Well, we serve because Jesus Christ served us. And as followers of Jesus, we are to follow his example and also be servants. So if you want to turn to Philippians 2 verses 5 to 8 on the screen, if, if you haven't got that with you. The Apostle Paul tells us this. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, Did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. So compared to death on a cross, serving on a rotor every now and again, doesn't seem too bad even on a very wet morning like this morning. Mm-hmm. But I want to just dwell on this a little bit more. So this is Jesus, the Son of God, who was dwelling in heaven in the highest of places, who's come down to the earth to humble himself in the, you know, and be born in the most humble of circumstances uh, and be the most humble of men, working hard throughout his life, serving as a perfect example Uh, for us and then serving through the most painful and humiliating of deaths the death on the cross that ultimate act, uh, act of service so we have this servant hearted example of Jesus to follow and Jesus himself clearly tells us what it means to be a follower of him and how we can follow his example so in Matthew 20 verses 25 to 28 it says this Jesus called them together and said You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their higher officials exercise authority over them Not so with you Instead whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant And whoever wants to first be, be sorry and whoever wants to be first must be your slave Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. So this is clearly understood by the apostles. And we see this in the way that they introduce many of their letters. In Romans, Paul introduces himself as Paul, a servant of Christ. We have James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. So we can see that the apostles are not putting themselves above anyone else as the high officials that Jesus references in Matthew 20, but they are setting themselves out as servants, serving others, serving the churches that they've planted and serving Jesus. Note that Simon Peter starts as a servant and then an apostle. When Paul lists the roles in the church, he doesn't give any one role any more importance than any other. And when he talks about the church body in Romans, it's about all the parts working together under the direction of the head, which is Jesus Christ. And this is the same in Jubilee. We don't have any hierarchy to service, but rather we're a family where we all have equal roles with the head of our family body being Jesus, not any one of us. So our elders and our site leadership teams are not above anyone else in their act of service. All service is of equal importance. They are servants, just as all are in the church. And this is the model set out for us by Jesus, and it's modeled by the early church. So it's clear that we need to follow Jesus' example and be servant-hearted, but how does our service, our stewarding, our serving refreshments, running the PA, doing kids work. How does any of that serve God's kingdom? What's the fruit of our service? What's the purpose? Well, I think there's lots of things, but I'm just gonna pick out two uh, main ones. Firstly, it helps with the spreading of the gospel. It helps us to carry out that direct mission given to us by Jesus in Matthew 28:19 go and make disciples of the nations. All the roles we have in our church and all the roles we have on a Sunday morning are part of that mission. So for visitors coming in, and hopefully, hopefully if you're a visitor uh, today, this reflects your experience, but visitors coming in, uh, they get warmly welcomed uh, and they're shown where to go and, and what to expect. They're able to hear the worship unable to clearly hear what's going on and interact with that worship. Uh, their children are also able to learn about who Jesus is whilst obviously being highly entertained. Um, they themselves are then able to hear the talk, free from the distraction of children, hopefully, um, able to hear it in, in good audio quality. Uh, and then they can finish with a nice cup of coffee, some fellowship over coffee and tea, uh, biscuits, sometimes donuts, Sometimes I've noticed in the last few weeks, homemade cakes, which has been very nice. Uh, this is assuming they can get to any of that before the kids pinch it all. <laughs> the second reason we serve is to glorify God's name in our worship and our time together. Mark twelve thirty tells us to love the Lord, our God, with all of our hearts and with all of our souls, with all of our minds and with all of our strength. And we can treat the service itself as an act of worship. It's a way of loving God with all of our hearts, but it also enables our worship time together. It helps with removing distractions for others. It helps to make sure people can hear what's going on, hear the words being brought, etc. Now I want to make it clear this morning that it's absolutely fine if you can't do some of the um the stuff with serving on different rotors and things. I know some people. Uh, will have illness and, and other reasons, complex uh, lives at the moment. And it's not a case of saying everybody needs to be on a road to doing something. Um, although, as we've clearly um, heard this morning, there are lots of different ways to serve God throughout your weeks, uh, whatever your situation. Um, and it is important that if we do serve, uh, particularly on a Sunday morning, we're doing so with the right attitude. So if we look at 1 Peter 4, verses 8 to 12... Peter says this, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as the one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things, God may be praised for Jesus Christ. So we need to serve without grumbling. I think Peter makes that very clear. We need to be those faithful stewards of God's grace, given as God has given to us. And if we serve with that strength that God provides, then Peter tells us in all things, God will be praised. Now, I think Peter's given us a real challenge here to get our hearts position for service right. Uh, Not like that cat on the left. Okay. That's not Andrew. (laughs) He's not here. I shouldn't say these things. Um, But we need to have the right attitude. Okay. So it needs to not be, oh, if I have to, they're doing another one of these serving Sundays where they go on about it and every six months, and oh, they, they'll keep going on about it, so I'll just join a rotor, keep them quiet. Or I best do it because if I don't do it, no one else will. No one else has these skills that I have, so I best use those skills, but I'm not really that bothered about it, but I best do it because otherwise it doesn't happen. Or I think the worst, the worst attitude to serving is to do it for recognition, so to see it as a way of being maybe recognized by the elders or the, or the site leadership team, maybe to be seen as a future leader, to treat it a bit like a CV. So I'm serving to get a bit more experience. If I lead kids' work for two years, surely then they'll see that I'm on a good path to leadership. Surely I'll get recognized for being the one that always turns up early to put the chairs out. Okay, no, that's not the right attitude to serve in. I think that's clear. We serve... So that God's name may be praised and so that his kingdom may be expanded. And we do it joyfully, remembering that Jesus has already committed the ultimate act of service for us. So we're going to finish by watching a really good video, which um, Kat put together with the help of some others. I do feature in it, but that's not why it's a really good video. It's a really good video because it will uh, clearly explain uh, and set out some of the different roles, the ways you can get involved in serving on a Sunday morning. And um, it also just, I think, nicely shows all the kind of hard work that goes on in terms of getting things set up. Just one point to make. uh, We've changed orientation since the video will be made. So you'll see all the chairs in the video are being set up that way uh, towards the stage. But I, I think this way is nicer, I think. Feels more feels more communal. Uh, anyway, uh, without further ado, if we um, hopefully the video works. So uh, I'm just going to pray for our um, time in terms of uh, thinking about serving now, and then I'll just quickly explain what's going to happen practically as well. Yeah, Lord, we thank you that you sent your son to perform the ultimate act of service for us. And through that, we were able to see uh, what service really means. And Lord, we want to live those lives where we follow that example in much smaller ways, uh, but important ways for spreading your your kingdom, uh, important for uh, keeping your name holy and giving you the worship and praise that you deserve. And Lord, we pray that you will help us get our hearts right for service, that we will do it joyfully, that we will take great joy in uh, serving you, Lord, in all that we do in our lives. Uh, But this morning, focusing on how we can serve our church family uh, and support each other in love, and support the spreading of your kingdom through uh, creating a a really good experience for people that come to visit and come to seek uh, your name and find out more about you. Amen.